Hey, welcome to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. Now, we will still be loading some podcasts occasionally on here, but Jill just launched her brand new membership site, Recruiting 101. And you can join Recruiting 101, receive lots of exclusive materials like new interviews, unlimited access to the video library, a monthly live Zoom meeting with Jill, and instant access to some beautiful PDFs. So all of this to help you thrive in your recruiting journey, and all of this in just one place on the Recruiting 101 members-only website. Go to jhicksconsulting.com, click on the R Services tab, and hit that Recruiting 101 membership on the dropdown. We look forward to seeing you there, and now enjoy this next podcast with Jill Hicks. Welcome back, everybody. Today's topic is Heart of a Champion. And I don't talk about this very often because I think when we focus on it too much and it doesn't happen, it can be really frustrating. So I thought it would be good to bring it up because I think it is an important topic. I think deep down, it's not so much a become about becoming a champion or first place to me as it is about what are the habits of a champion. And so I thought back to the actual champions that I've coached. And, you know, I, uh, some of you know my story. I was an elite gymnast, got recruited to Oregon State on a scholarship, got injured, so I became a student coach for four years. And then, so I coached my peers and then I became a head coach, or sorry, an assistant coach at Oregon State. And then I became a head coach at Cal State Fullerton. But at both programs, I was fortunate enough to have an experience of coaching champions. And I know not everybody gets that, You could coach just as good. You could have just as great of athletes, but for whatever reason, whether it's injuries or timing or just circumstantial things, sometimes it just doesn't work out for an athlete who is as good as the best that year. They just don't finish on top. So I always found it to be overwhelming when you're standing there at the end with your athlete and they've actually achieved the championship um, title because it's never something that I would talk to my athletes about specifically. We would talk a lot, but we wouldn't be talking about how, oh, you're going to be a champion because statistically, it just doesn't work like that. Now, some people are wired that way and they want their coach to talk to them about that. But the athletes that I've coached, that hasn't been the, the focus. It was more day-to-day. Did you give 100%? Did you feel like you gave your all? Are you learning? Are you growing? Are you becoming the best you can be every time you take a turn? And so I thought it would be fun just to talk about some of the aspects or what I would call habits of a champion that I experienced when I coached athletes that finished on top. All right, so at Oregon State, I 
like I said, was privileged to coach 35 All-Americans and five national champions on Beeman floor. And then when I was at Cal State Fullerton, Elena Baker, she um, did quite well and finished on top. Um, you know, so totally different experiences, but the habits that these girls had were very similar. So let's break it down. Yes, typically a trait of a champion would be a strong work ethic, no question, certain amount of talent to a point. But let's go into the habits because I think everybody, no matter how strong or how flexible you are in the sport of gymnastics or maybe even acrobatics and tumbling, what these habits are, anyone can attain these, okay? That's what I like about them. So there's seven of them. One, they often focus on what matters. Two, they often were the first one to practice and the last one out. Three, they always wanted to execute their plan. Four, they never got too high or too low. Five, they balance their emotions. Six, failure was a part of their process or struggle or not being able to achieve everything they wanted to. And seven, they committed to their direction of where they wanted to go. So those were, when I broke it down, those were the habits that I saw these athletes that I coached who became champions. These were the habits, daily habits that I noticed. So if you go to Oregon State University, which is where, like I said, I coached, there is a statue out front of their brand new facility um, of one of the athletes that I coached there at Oregon State who became a national champion on both beam and floor. floor. Her name was Joy Seelig, and she wasn't the most talented. She was a little shy, and she definitely wasn't the most confident, but she had those seven habits. She focused on what mattered, and she listened intently to her coaches. Um, she was the first one in and the last one out. And I have vis vivid memories of saying to her, I am turning the lights out. We are done. That's how hard she worked. Um, she wanted always, every day, every assignment to execute her plan. She had a hard time leaving if she didn't complete her assignment incredibly well. But she never got too high and she never got too low. She managed her emotions. She would cry and she would get sad. And I can tell you this, that her freshman year was extremely tough. Failure was definitely a part of her process. So freshman year, I mean, I can't remember every single meet, but the vision I have was her falling at least two times on beam every single meet. So it wasn't easy. It didn't come easy for her. And she, she, um, 
she just had these, she's, these are some of the seven habits that I remember that really stuck out. She also committed, like I said, to the direction she wanted to go. So she made sacrifices to get there, like getting rest, working with a sports psychologist. So lots of things outside of the gym to make sure that she came to practice um, ready to go. And the biggest thing was she had to work through, and not just Joy, but also the other champions that I had the privilege of coaching, they all, they all had to work through their weaknesses. That was, they were all, had different weaknesses, but when they were tired and when they were at the end of their rope of giving out this type of, these seven habits, their weaknesses would kind of bubble to the top. And the relationship, I think, that I had with them, um, they were able to be real and work through those weaknesses. So, for example, like with Joy, she was a perfectionist. So she couldn't leave practice without feeling like she finished the assignment perfectly. So for those of you who do that to yourself, I get it. It's, it's a real thing. So I would have to help her finish practice. If it wasn't a great day or she, she didn't feel it was perfect enough, we would have to talk through that. But that's how um, detailed she was and committed to what she was doing. But she had to learn that perfectionism didn't always work in her favor. Um, so those of you out there, have you, you know, that maybe dream of being a champion one day, and I guess you consider a champion in the eyes of people who watch sports would be finishing on top. So finishing in first place at maybe the epitome of your season. So it would be like nationals. Um, then you would receive the award for being a champion, whether it's on an event or in the all around, or maybe um, as a team, acrobatics and tumbling, or maybe um, whatever sport you're in. There are some athletes who dream about finishing on top. They can visualize it. They can talk about it. And then there's other athletes who do finish on top and they never thought something like that would happen. They could only dream about it. So everybody's different, I think, on how they would um, talk about their own, you know, aspirations to become a champion. Um, but I hope that you can think through these seven items and make adjustments. Where do you need to improve? Be inspired. If this is your dream to someday finish with the best of the best. I don't think anyone who has finished on the top ever knew for sure that that was going to happen to them because how could you? There's just too many variables. Sometimes it's just timing. Sometimes it's who you're competing against that year. Sometimes it's injuries. There's so many things you could do all these seven habits and never become a champion because of things out of your control. So I don't think the important thing is to focus on this is what I want to be, a champion. Because I know with my girls that became champions, it wasn't. That wasn't what we talked about. 
but instead it was, you know, giving their very best as much as they could, you know, um, within all those parameters that I just talked about. So I would say if you feel like in your heart that you are content because for the most part, that's how you live your, your um, life and how when you walk into practice, you have that mentality. Now, nobody's perfect. All these champions had really bad days. All of these champions <laughs> left practice crying sometimes. It's not that you do these seven habits and woo, you just feel like, you know, you are in live in this, you know, epitome of easiness or it's just not life isn't like that. But I would say if you aspire to want to achieve, you know, that kind of greatness in your sport, your world of sports, um, you know, start with setting realistic goals of what it is that you need to do daily, not just the long-term goal, but think about these seven habits and add some in or challenge yourself or journal some of these things that I just talked about. Talked about. Let's go back over them really quick. One, focus on what matters. Two, be the first one to practice and the last one out. Three, execute your plan. So you have to have a plan. Four, don't get too high and don't get too low. Five, balance your emotions. Six, remember failure or struggle or in the sport of gymnastics, falling is part of the process in all the champions that I coached. And then seven, commit to the direction of where you want to go. All right. I hope you enjoyed this quick little topic on the heart of a champion. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, you can find Jill's recruiting information all in one place at her new membership site. She also wants you to know her personal advisors are waiting to help your athlete have a plan and roadmap to the right college team. Thanks for listening today at College Recruiting with Jill Hicks.